Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fate Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, you can make it back to back winning days in the podcast. Yeah, yesterday was a cheap one, but I'll take it. So a little housekeeping before we get started here. It's an interesting week. If you want to hear my initial reaction to every single line that was posted on Sunday for the NC2A tournament, I did a special edition podcast with my good buddy, Toby, probably the most challenging podcast we've done. The lines were coming out right as we did the podcast. Things were moving like mad. I had a tough time finding things, but we give you our gut reaction to most games. And I think I made 11 wagers on the podcast. We'll see if I change any of those on the official podcast as the week goes on. For Monday, there's no new games, but I will give you both games that I'm betting on for Tuesday in the NCAA tournament. And then I have a couple NIT angles that I like. No lines are posted there yet, but I have a couple that I have my eye on and have circled that I plan to play. Then as the week goes on, I'm going to be taking a couple days off. I'm going with some friends to the book. Yeah, I got to be at a sports book for the uh, opening round of the NC2A tournament. If I can break away and still do a podcast without being antisocial, I will. But I plan to give you all of my plays for Thursday and Friday before I head out of town on Wednesday night. But now let's recap the card for Sunday. We cash on Princeton plus the three and a half over Yale. That was nice. We cash on Alabama minus the four and a half against Texas A&M. That was nice. You also backed that one on Twitter. So thank you for the votes and thank you for the winner. Then we played Purdue minus the six. This is where we get lucky, I guess. The line moved to seven and a half. So no one took Penn State at plus six since plus seven and a half was out there. Luckily for me, Purdue gets the big lead. Penn State makes the big rally late. I lose the ticket, but don't lose any money. That allows me to have profit. Back to Houston. I knew it was dicey with Sasser. I should have stayed away. Should have leaned toward Memphis. If it wasn't a conference tournament game, I would have never played the play. I played it. I lost. I have to own it. Then I played Dayton plus the two and a half against VCU. They get out to a nice lead, but it doesn't work out for me. VCU is too much in the second half. They get the job done and they get the cover. Put the math together. I make $13 and a penny on the day and I call it a winning day and we move on to the next. So for conference tournament play, I finished 31 and 26 here on the podcast 54.4%. Not exciting, but that's profit. Any book you go at. So that was good. I'll take 31 and 26 in the NC2A tournament. Then those first half unders, I played every single game in the conference tournaments. They went three and two on Sunday. And for the entire conference tournament angle, it goes 175, 126, and four. That's 58.1%. And I will gladly tap dance to have those numbers on an annual basis, we're once again going to play all 67 games in the NCAA tournament to the first half under as well. Hopefully, we can duplicate that success with another 58.1%. Then just working some math here, because once again, I'm trying to get all of you guys on peer-to-peer wagering as well. It's legal in 45 states. 
please consider it. So looking at my first half unders, this year, of course, I had to play by different means, which meant I had to pay some juice. $20 better, normal minus 110 wagers. So I bet $20 to win $18.18. So I won 175 games times the 1818. I'll post the math in the notes. I posted this on Twitter yesterday. That gave me $3,181.50 of payouts. I had 26 losses, losing $20 a wager, $2,520. So my result playing every first half under in conference tournament play, I made $661.50, up 33.075 units. So that's good. I'd love to have that in the podcast bankroll, but because it wasn't available on Better Edge, that's not a part of my official bankroll. Player X, who I'm not going to name, but they're a person that claims to fade 100% of the plays that I post out there, they would have had 126 wins times the $18.18, $2,290.68. They would have had 175 losses times the $20, that's $3,500. Their end result, fading me on 100% of those plays, they would have lost $1,209.32 or 60.466 units. Then the book, collecting the juice in between, they would have made $547.82. They would have profited 27.391 units, provided the two of us are both playing on the same site and betting each of those games like, once again, Player X claims to be doing. So then on peer-to-peer, if I were there and we had enough of a market to support it and every bet got accepted, I would have made 49 units. So I would improve my profit by 15.925 units. That's a huge difference, of course, over 40% variance to the positive compared to what I earned. And I would love, absolutely love to have those 49 units in my podcast bankroll right now. Player X would be down 49 units. So they would have actually improved as well by 11.466 units. And the book, of course, would have been out 27.391 units. The moral to the story Once again, I highly encourage anybody in one of the 45 states where it's available, please consider peer-to-peer wagering, whether that be Better Edge, Bet Openly, whatever the site may be, please consider it. The amount of juice that we can save for a high-volume better like I am playing all of those games just in what a 10-day span is amazing. I could have made an extra almost 16 units of profit if I had been able to get those bets on peer-to-peer versus having to go to a traditional book. So once again, I think peer-to-peer is the future for most of the gambling. The parlays won't be there. There's certain things that won't be available. If you need the big wagers, probably not going to be there. Certain things won't be there. But for the most part, try to get as many bets as possible on peer-to-peer, and it will help the overall bankroll, whether you're winning or losing. As you can see by those numbers, it helps both. Now, let's get to my picks for Tuesday in the NCAA tournament. In the battle of 16 seeds, it's Southeast Missouri State plus the four over Texas A&M Corpus Christi. These games, as always, in Dayton, Ohio. So you can't win them all unless you win the first one. Southeast Missouri State got hot late to win the Ohio Valley Conference as a five seed, winning in overtime over Tennessee Tech. The Red Hawks are 19 and 16 overall. They played Southern Illinois tough early in the season, losing by two. They lost by only seven at Missouri, and they lost by only three at Bradley. Texas A&M Corpus Christi won the Southland Conference during the regular season and won the conference tournament, rallying from 16 down in the second half to beat me and Northwestern State by four. 
The Southland Conference is ranked 31st in the power rankings. The OVC is ranked 28th. The computer numbers give the Islanders the edge, but they played the 358th ranked schedule out of 363 teams. SEMO wasn't much better at 338th, but I like how they played early in the season and how they played late in the season. So I'm going to grab the four with the Red Hawks in what should be an up-and-down game against Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Then in game number two on Tuesday night, I'm on Mississippi State, minus the one-and-a-half over Pittsburgh. So this is a bubble team delight between the SEC and the ACC. Mississippi State started 11-0 in the season, including a big marquee win over Marquette. Then they started just 1-7 and in the SEC before turning it around with a win over TCU in the Big 12 Challenge. After that, they went 8-4 and in SEC games, including wins over tournament teams Missouri, Arkansas, and Texas A&M. They're 4-6 and this year against top 25 teams. That's impressive. Pittsburgh started terrible. They lost by 25 to West Virginia. They lost by 31 to Michigan. But then they turned around their season with a road win at Northwestern. Then they started 12-3 and in the ACC with wins over tournament teams Virginia and Miami. Pittsburgh is 6-6 six and six against top 50 teams, but they did lose 3-4 of four down the stretch to end the season. The Bulldogs ranked 7th in defensive efficiency. Pittsburgh, very impressive on offense. They ranked 26th in offensive efficiency. The ACC ranked 6th as a conference this year. The SEC ranked 4th. The Bulldogs felt they deserved better than a trip to Dayton. I expect them to come out blazing on Tuesday. I'm laying the one and a half with Mississippi State over Pittsburgh. Then in the NIT, no lines available yet, but we're going back to our roots here. Back to our non-conference angle, actually. It's the little school hosting the big school, which was very profitable for us in the non-conference. We have two of those situations happening in the NIT. One is by luck. It's Youngstown State hosting number one Oklahoma State based on a scheduling conflict at the arena. So I will definitely be playing the Penguins over the Cowboys in that one. Then the other game, it's Liberty hosting Villanova. So once again, two little schools that'll definitely be up and excited for the opportunity to host the big school. So I'm circling both of those games. Once the lines are posted, I plan to jump on them and play Youngstown State and Liberty, but no lines available yet. So no official play quite yet. So let's recap the card for not Monday, but Tuesday. In the NCAA tournament, I'm on Southeast Missouri State plus the four over Texas A&M Corpus Christi, and I'm on Mississippi State minus the one and a half over Pittsburgh. And once again, if you want to hear my instant reaction, along with my good buddy Toby, to every single line available for the NCAA tournament, please go back to the Sunday podcast we drop as we go through it all. But as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun, and let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.